You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes. Big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni plus the original plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. All right, cash the ticket hot off the presses for everybody. We just got done watching the Jonathan Smith intro press conference. Believe me, I have some thoughts. But rate, review, subscribe, like, and subscribe on YouTube. It is Tailgate Tuesday. We're going to do a little bit of an abbreviated version because only one of us had a full card. Jim was on vacation. He only had one game. He lost Zero it. games. We'll deal with that later. Um, here's what I want to do. <laughs> we'll give you the full recap, but I want to... The Jonathan Smith press conference for me is less about a deep dive on on the new head coach at Michigan State, where I went to school, and more about how fucking useless media is. Watching these press conferences is insulting. If you have anything above a single-digit IQ, it's insulting. Why are we doing a press conference? And the first question out of the shoe is, uh, Coach, did you own a green tie before taking the job? The, the next, the next person. Guys, he's uh, not making it up. That was the first question. Uh, uh, well, 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 welcome, Coach. Uh, hey, uh, how much better is this place than your piece of shit alma mater? I mean, I, I couldn't believe. Now, I'm changing the, the verbiage. That's essentially what they asked him. You got one guy introducing himself with his full business card, like intro. Oh, hey, we, we got somebody there from the Psychology Institute. I'm going. Ah, oh, hold on. Not a single question about, all right, Jonathan, world of NIL. What type of NIL package have they have they supported you with here compared to Oregon State? Legitimate question. He doesn't have to answer, but you got to ask it. Jonathan, can you please? Uh, Are you, you keeping your DC? Yeah. I mean, that's, hey, that's a big Hey, is Trent hire. Bray taking this job or not? There's been a lot in the news the last and few days. And he might squirm out of it, but you got to ask the question. Uh, co- coach, have you been to Damon's for the ribs? Mike, how about this? Harpers. <laughs> Try the raspberry wheat. I just... He he even planted a little bit of a breadcrumb. He said he had talked to D'Antonio. Does anybody follow and be like, hey, what did he tell you about the job? What about the rivalry with Michigan? What a- Do you fully understand how much you need to dislike the school down the road to succeed here? Like, there are ways to did do Did you own this. a green tie? <sighs> now, I was kind of mad at you at one point because you wanted to watch this for some content. And we end up watching it. We're going to make content out of it. But I'm like, Mike, what are we doing wasting 20 minutes on this thing? First of all, you've been mad at me all day because you've walked in with an exceedingly bad attitude off of vacation. I don't think so. All I said was, for our Michigan listeners and for our Spartans or Big Ten alums around the nation, mm-hmm. let's do a little 15 well, I was on, on board. And then we sit there and we're like, are we going to get any good questions at all? Coach... 
This is Bob Smith from don'tgiveashit.com. I mean, it just, I don't understand the point of it. He was asked about the portal. and, and People he, wonder why I don't go to press conferences mm. anymore. What a collection. But there wasn't much. Of feckless losers. Yeah. I mean, it is the worst. You're going to get nothing out of it. Now, here's what I want to do. I want to step back. Mm-hmm. Because your ego demands you talk first. Stop. I want to let you. I want your feedback as a CMU grad, closet Wolverine. You don't really like my school. You often talk down to me and Evan, which is hurtful. But what? give me your official thoughts, initial and official. Oh, on Jonathan Smith being hired, the fit, will it work, will it not, and whatever you gleaned out of that happy horseshit press conference. Talk to me. But what do you think of all this? Something that Alan Haller said I think was spot on. Tough, physical, innovative. That's how I would describe Jonathan Smith, and I think that's what you hope that your program is, right? In the Big Ten, you have to be tough, you have to be physical, but you can't be Iowa. You can't be uh, stick in the mud. You're going to have to have some kind of innovative concepts. You're going to have to move the quarterback and move the pocket and be an attractive place for, for guys to play. And yeah. he played the position. So I, I do think that's going to be part of what Michigan State's all about. He comes into a situation where he can achieve more here than he did at Oregon State, and I think that was obvious. You could read between the lines. He sees this as, as he put it, a national job. I think that's a statement for Michigan State. We talk about how good this job is. There was a debate locally, top 25 job in the country? Yeah. He certainly felt that way to where he left his alma mater. And he can build the staff he wants to build. He noted what you said. Get your Midwest guys. Make sure the staff reflects the state in which you're coaching. He well, seems to I be think, on board with that. I think people do need to understand that's not a crutch or a cliche. It's very few schools. Like, if you're Ohio State, if you're uh, Georgia, if, if you are LSU— you could reach out to a kid in the state of Texas at the highest level and 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 bring them in. It is very difficult for about 99% of programs to have, quote-unquote, a national recruiting footprint. Now, MSU's established over 30, 40 years recruiting the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. They always have. You have to know the high school coaches. A little bit of a pipeline, there, yeah. right? But that's why. It's not a crutch. No one is saying the players in the state of Michigan are as good as the players in the state of Louisiana. They're not but you need a few. You need to recruit Ohio. You need to get into Chicago. Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. you just, you gotta have some familiarity. Yeah, and, Carry I, on. and I do think he'll bring a West Coast wing, having coached out there, lived out there, and that's gonna be a bigger part of the conference moving forward. I don't think that's a detriment. I think that can be an asset. Well, I think for, for starters, I mean, a lot of when Mel Tucker was hired, all I said is, guys, I have no idea if this is gonna work. Here's yeah. what I allegedly know. The guy is supposed to be a big recruiter. He's supposed to be a high-energy guy. I had no idea he was going to spend more time pumping his crank than he would building a team. The point I'm making is State was able to go to Seattle and get some big guy. They got Jeremy Bernard, who now transferred to UW and plays. They got Sam Levin. They went out and they recruited around the country. He had home in Florida, right? uh, uh, Louisiana. Louisiana, excuse me. But he stopped recruiting Ohio and the state of Michigan primarily. The NBA playoffs are underway, and you want to get to the game? Me too, but I'm a Pistons fan. Let me live through you. Get your tickets with Game Time. Game Time is an authorized ticket marketplace of the NBA, which means you're getting your playoff tickets even faster. Prices on Game Time actually go down closer to tip-off. Save up to 60% buy on last minute for sports, concerts, comedy, whatever. Like, let's look at the Denver Nuggets. Reigning champs, hot ticket. You click on the uh, the game in the app. 
Flash deals under 300 bucks. Yellow lightning bolt. It stands out. Red fire emoji. Cheapest seat, 115 bucks, And that's all in pricing. That's no surprise fees at checkout. I've used game time to buy Red Wings tickets. Nothing better than going to a baseball game day of. Boom, boom. You click in. Easy to navigate. Take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with game time. Download the game time app and create an account. Use that code CASH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code Cash C A S H for twenty dollars off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Look, I'm pretty comfortable telling you that January 1st, uh, when we get into the whole winter conditioning and the whole thing, MSU starting quarterback is going to be from the state of California. Um, I don't think you need to Google too much to figure out who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's where that's going to go. So it's, a, it's, it's to your point. Do I think they'll be able to maybe get the best of both worlds if you show me an NIL program I'll show you possibility but what was the NIL what was the NIL program at Oregon State it, it can't have been very comprehensive I have no idea I don't want to be insulted I, I, I don't want to no be either idea. I mean you're wearing the Oregon State hoodie you love the program you love the brand you I love do. what they built I just like them because they they were the underdog I like them because they're but isn't no- that MSU's thing too isn't that part of the fit here is the yeah. chip on the shoulder yep oh you got big bad Nike Oregon in the state better facilities waterfall in the locker room yes fuck you we're going to beat you anyway. And he did a couple times. I mean, I, I take think great that's, pride in that. Yeah, Indeed. So, so that's part of the, the, what you hope transfers here is he goes, I don't care that Michigan's the block M. I don't care that they're the bigger brand, better facilities, thousand and one wins. I wish you would have said more at the press conference. I know I'm never going to get that. I wish you would have said more. Do you worry that maybe he's not fiery enough? No, because you know, what's funny is Mark D'Antonio's fire was reserved mm-hmm. for off camera. Mm-hmm. It was reserved for when nobody was around. Some of his speeches and some of his interactions with players are legendary. Literally, you'd go, the, 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 the wall was peeling. Publicly, I don't know how much fire works. I didn't need him to go up there and pound the lectern and go, fuck And Harbaugh's Michigan. a damn cheater. This guy's a penis. No, no. But I, I, I Ryan Day, Charmin Soft, this is our Big Ten. Right, I don't think that's, yeah, not optimal. <laughs> I think it just would have been better for me. We all have these preconceived notions of what we want to hear, and then when we we don't, we view it negatively. It just would have been nice to go, look, I fully understand getting off the plane. What I had at Oregon and Oregon State, or what I had at the Apple Cup with UW and Washington State, small potatoes to what we've got here. And it is my complete understanding and my intention, we're going to get this thing right, and we're going to get back into this rivalry in the right way. 
I would have loved to have heard that. Doesn't mean he doesn't say it to his players. Doesn't mean he doesn't believe it. But yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a Michigan State fan, it's no different than if you were an Aggie when you were playing the Longhorns. Like, I don't take any shame in the fact that Michigan is our number one rival. We don't play Notre Dame anymore. No, and I don't think it would have been tacky to bring up Michigan at an MSU press conference. Like, I don't think it would have been small timing no. the press conference no. to bring it up. I'm not saying every question, but nobody even addressed the elephant in the room. Now, look, look, listen. And you, it was there because D'Antonio was brought up in, in conversations with the man who really took the rivalry to Jim, another level. I think level. what people need to learn is you'd be better off having elephants ask the questions. <laughs> and elephants don't talk. They would just make that just trumpet noise. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. And it doesn't, it, it, it's just one of these things like, I got better shit to do. I'll sure. be straight with you. Yeah. It, it, there's no purpose to what I just watched. Now, as far as schematically, here's if you're a Michigan State fan, what you need to know. And Jim and I are sick. We do this pod. We watch a lot of Oregon State ball. He's developed one of the best offensive lines west of the Mississippi. The O-line coach is a stud. Mm -hmm. The tight end coach is a stud. Michigan State's getting both of them. Running back coach, too. Yes. Um, and, and again, he's put five guys into the NFL mm -hmm. from his time. Going back to Boise, Jay Ajay and What's his and last Martin. name? Bananga or whatever it is. Um, the point is, you're going to get a lot of zone blocking. You're going to get a ton of pre-snap candy. If you watch the San Francisco 49ers, I would comp it. No, you're not getting Debo. No, it is not Trent Williams. But you're getting... That type of offense. Physicality is going to lead the day. Creative ways to get your playmakers the ball. And you're going to see some deep shots. They will take shots. And I think if you're a Spartan fan, I don't know the last time we had an offense that consistently was good. No, Kenneth Walker was good. That offense wasn't. An offense that was actually consistently good, here's where I will go back. I will go back to 2014. That's the last time. Not 15 the playoff year, and not 13 the Rose Bowl year. 2014 was the best offense of my life. And why was it that way? Because the 14 offensive line was one of the best offensive lines of my life. It is incumbent upon Jonathan Smith to walk in this door, figure out if any of these linemen are worth a shit, and go get some. And I know it takes time. Yeah, that's the only area you can't fake it till you make it in college football. I you you can find a receiver. Can help you. Uh, sure, sure. And it's not going to be step a and reach. <laughs> step and reach. <laughs> Pass guys off, get to the next level. That's, that's yep. it. It beats having to dominate a human being sure, in front of you. Sure. You're all right over there. You are. You're typing legislation. What's going no, on? No, uh, Evan passed this along. Breaking we have a news? note. Jonathan Smith, details on the contract. What do we got? Seven year deal, 7.25 million more details coming later. Are you offended by that? No. I know everyone's offended by what MSU spends. That's an awful lot of money. No, because I'll go back. The Tucker thing didn't work out, but it was a commitment to finding a Power 5 coach, paying him a lot, and giving him a big assistant coaching pool. Do you know how many people at LSU apologize to me? They go, oh, oh hell, that, that's our fault on that one. This, I go, listen, man, and you know what they admitted? We really wanted him. Wow. I mean, I, dozens of people, a lot of great football conversation to tailgate. Dude, they're all like, yeah, that's our bad. Dot, bullet dodge. <laughs> we kind of fucked y'all on that one. I'm like, thanks, guys. But, Mike, if Michigan State wants to be real, and that was yeah. the thing that you would challenge them to be over be the serious. course of this, yeah. be serious. You pay your coach, you give him money to keep his assistance, and hire a couple ace recruiters, Midwest guys. That's right. This is a commitment to being a power in college football. What I read is the assistant coaching pool is bigger than what they gave Mel Tucker. Saw that too. Now, that helps. What you do with it is another Well, thing. that's the thing I wanted to bring up, this, this other side of the ball. 
You talk schematics. Defensively, when they went to uh, Trent Bray, right? They started blitzing a ton on third down, aggressive, hurry things up, force the QB to make decisions, force a couple turnovers. I like that style of defense. I don't like the passive sit back and let the other quarterback dice you up. Will they keep him? As of taping, we don't know. He's an alum. They may try to keep him in Corvallis, but I think that's where Michigan State goes, hey, we've got the money. What's it going to take? Give me a number. I think for me, look, I love Trempre. I love Havoc. I love the aggression. Mm -hmm. There's a phone call you could make, and you'd have to, I don't know if you could mend fences. I don't know if it would work. I don't know if this guy thinks he's better than what he's doing. Do you call Mike Tressel? Really? I want you to think about it for a second. Just just work with me. Mm-hmm. Mike Tressel, Mel Tucker decided no to Mike Tressel. I'm going to bring in Welfare Santa Claus and Scotty Hazel. <laughs> Mike Tressel understands the school, understands what it takes. Connection to D'Antonio. It'll play well with certain donors. He's Wisconsin's defensive coordinator right now along with linebacker coach. Could, could you go to D'Antonio? <clears throat> could you broker? Look, if Trent Bray doesn't come here, is apologies, guys. Good. If Trent Bray doesn't come here, do you go to Mike Tressel and you offer $2 million a year and you bring him back into the fold? We talk about it. Midwest mm-hmm. knows the school, familiarity, et cetera. Look, I want Trent Bray. But, as but the reality time, might end up being that a head coaching job just pays more than an assistant somebody, coach. Somebody's got to Somebody's got to coach Oregon, Oregon State. State. And, and we don't want their program to fall off the map any more than it already is. And Trent Bray's an alum as well. Yes, yeah, so I, I think he was on the same team with, um, with Jonathan Smith. Yeah, they're going to lob $4 million at you, yeah. 4.5. Yeah, MSU's not paying a coordinator that. You can't. I think the highest I've ever seen a coordinator paid Two's. was Dave Aranda at LSU for yeah. one year. He made 2.65. Yeah. Look, I'm just saying, if it's not Trent Bray, maybe a lob a call over to Mike, Mike Tressel. Okay. Now, again, is there butthurt there? Well, Mark didn't get rid of him. And he he was there in 20, and Tucker demoted him. Demoted him to coach in the safeties. He left. He went to Cincy for a year as the D.C. He went to Wisconsin as the D.C. the year when Fickle went there. Could you get him? I don't know. It's a call I make. Would you want Harlan Barnett to stay on the stage? Go to hell. Okay. No, he could stay, but he ain't got nothing to do with co- being well, I just think he's an Ohio guy. He's... A, Green and white as they come. He could stay, but I'd love to know if I could create a position where he just recruits and has really nothing to do with football. Okay. What? I, I don't have so any. So the, the penultimate question. Yeah. And the one neither of us are going to get right because you never can predict these yeah. things. Is this going to work? Yep. That's Define enough. what work means. Uh, okay. Because so I think that's important. So now we've gotten to the portion where I tell you my expectations and you get upset at me. No, I think we may be on the same page. 12-team playoff? 12-team playoff, which helps. You don't have to be the best team in the Big Ten to make the playoff. You might have to be, what, the third best team? His job in the aggregate. Overall. Over the seven years that he just signed. Let's start there. I need to be in the playoffs three times. Okay. I need to win the Big Ten at least once or twice. And I need to have an an, an average where my floor is 8-4 and and my ceiling is 10-2, I need a trip to Indy. I need some St. Elmo's cocktail sauce. I need, I need this program to be relevant, is what I'm telling you. I don't think there's anything wrong with that expectation. God, I could hug you. Tremendous. What did you, you think I was going to be like, oh, your program is the little brother and the best you can do is eight wins every four years? No, Generally, come on. yes, I actually thought that was what was going to happen. <laughs> Stop it. 
I do think you got to be one of the three best teams in the Big Ten to get into the college football playoff. Can he do it three times in the seven years? I think that's the expectation. Yeah, and, and one where you do break through and actually win the yeah, Big Ten. And understand Ten. something. Look, I, I know the neighborhood ain't getting easier that whole bit. Right. Let's realize something. A, you're not playing every team every year. There's no more divisions. Right. I think that actually helps State. There may be a couple years where you avoid a USC. And, and a, here's yeah. the thing. This is where fans are going to get upset at me. How can you say this when these teams just dump truck you? Listen, we were at the bottom of the chili pot here. I'm saying overall in general, do I believe that the University of Washington is an auto loss year in, year out? No, I do not. Do I believe UCLA? No, no I do not. No. Do I believe Penn State? No, I do not. And I'm sorry, outside of what we just witnessed, where MSU's been a clown car, Michigan's not a loss every year. They're not. Look at the rivalry. Right. Well, I think the other key here is when Michigan State was winning Big Ten titles, plural, it, it happened. It wasn't that long ago. You don't need to go back to black and white that. film. They didn't beat bad Big Ten teams. They beat Urban Meyer's Ohio State team to go to the college football playoff. Right. When Michigan State is humming properly, they can beat the best teams in the Big Ten. Ohio State at their peak. Yep. You would argue a Michigan, a, a Oregon, whoever it is, they, they should be able to beat them. Not every year, right? but when they got the team in the right spot, capitalize and on it. And think about this. Not playing OSU every year helps. Yeah. Do you understand how hard the Big Ten East is when you're going to play Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State every year? You're fighting year? for fourth place. Right, and then we're the idiots who, unlike Michigan, we're actually scheduling people. We're going out to UW. <laughs> like, look, that's a hard road. So yeah. I just look at it like, yeah, I, I have an expectation where – there's no reason in a given year you shouldn't be going nine and three, and nine and three is probably not good enough to get into the twelve teamer. But if if you're if you're on ten that, and two would I think so? So look, that's my expectation. So we'll give it a rip. But nil recruiting the whole bit. Well, I think what that means, like Penn State, who we don't think is doing very well, would be in a twelve team playoff at Correct. ten and two. So I mean, when you judge it that way, can they be what Penn State is right now? You sure as shit better hope so. Well, yeah, otherwise, what are we doing? Right. So, all right, good. Great. A little bit of Jonathan Smith there, a little 15-minute bump for everybody. Thanks for participating. Let's get into the recap, shall we? Jim, I know you uh, didn't have a card because you were luxuriating. I, I wanted to play one game that was ignored via group text. No. And instead was replaced via Costa Lock. Okay, I don't remember the text we can t all right, take the Costa lock off your record because okay. it was me giving it. It was, yes. I actually had Used in vain. a reprieve. Maybe it was getting away from you for a little bit, but I had a nice reprieve. Four and two in college, three and two in the pros. That's 60% either way you slice it. That's as good as you're going to get. Leave me alone. Um, so you want you guys did this a little differently last week because of the holiday. Yes. And I think you did it right because it just wasn't a way to break down college and pro. Thursday, they were sprawling. Friday in one pod, yeah. Saturday, Sunday in another. So, so why don't we go through it? Sure. All right. So Thanksgiving night, Miss State plus 10 and a half, lose by 10, just as God intended. <laughs> uh, a disgusting game. <laughs> the Egg Bowl. But it was just one of those, they're at home, they're at night, it's all they got. We got the coach bringing the team on the field on an ATV. I mean, exciting things. Uh, Nebraska was one of my favorite plays, and it was a complete disaster. I, I, what were you thinking? I'll tell you what I was thinking. A, Iowa already clinched for the Big Ten title game. Figured they'd sit a few people. Total was tiny. Nebraska playing for bowl eligibility. At home, senior day. It's an Iowa team that just cannot score. I mean, but, but. I know, but the turnovers. That's the biggest thing is yeah. Iowa forces them and Nebraska gives them up. Look, I played a spot. Yeah. Is, is it a bet I would make 100 times out of 100? It just yep. felt like that's a spot begging for 
bad shit to happen to yeah. you. No. And listen, you had the courage to bet it. Doesn't always work out. No, Mizzou minus the eight. I mean, I just felt like Arkansas had quit. You Mizzou's owned a that one. train. Yep. That was a bombing. Auburn getting the 13 and a half. I, Never really in doubt. No, I just, again, no, how could you bet Auburn? Well, simple, because no one's betting. Yeah. Because they're at home. Because they're, this is their everything. The because Bowl. they had the embarrassing loss to New Mexico State. Yep. 13 and a half just felt like a rather big number. And what I said to Evan when we taped the episode, I've seen worse Auburn teams beat better Bama teams. Mm-hmm. I got to roll with it. The game that stings <laughs> and what should have allowed me to get to five and one, and instead I'm four and two, was Florida. Florida was the better side getting six and a half all night. They had no business, forget about not Weren't they up like 12 nothing early or something they like that? They should have won the game. Yep. Not only do they not win, they don't cover. Instead of a late kneel down, there was a late explosion touchdown. Uh, and then I had the friendship total, Indiana-Purdue over 54, that sort over the total. So four and two, felt pretty good about it. Smaller card. Well, you've been doing well in college overall. Yeah, you the record it down. college you... is 61 and 44 for a 58 and change clip. That that's At this point in good. the year, yeah. Um, that many games, that's a big deal. Yeah, and again, nowhere near the amount of games you play. I you're, mean, you're close, closing in. You I think if the, I took another month off, you could catch yeah, up. Yeah, you're 23 more games deep. That's incredible. The NFL card, uh, Texans getting two. Needed the field goal at the end. Never felt like they were the right side, but they were in it. I just, I thought they'd beat the Jags. Didn't get it done. They had already beaten them once this year, right? I know, and yeah. I took a shot at home. I, I They were wearing the battle, battle reds. Yeah. Uh, over 48, Buffalo, Philly. That was that was a great call. That was easy. Uh, Lions, Thanksgiving, complete disaster. I would have bet it with you. I would have. I can't believe what I watched. Niners lay in the seven. Great call. Just again, I felt favorites on Thanksgiving. Split the pair. And then Atlanta was plus the one and a half. That's such a gross game. I know it was, but there, it's Derek Carr, Dennis Allen, road favorites. No bueno. Never bet them. Hey, hey, look, by the way, Arthur Smith. Bijan's a good football player. This isn't fantasy football, Mike. Yes, it actually is, because I saw Drake London with explosive plays. I saw Bijan with explosive plays. Or Scotty Miller. That's the real focal point of the offense. Gotcha. <laughs> so here's where we stand. Look, the NFL, it's its not, I'm nowhere near as good in the NFL as I was last year. You're above, you're above 500. Right, 38 and 37. You ain't winning money. College had a much better year this year. 58% and change, 61 and 44 you're 35 and 32 in the NFL, 69 and 60 in the NFL. You are a volume guy. College, 69 and 60 college. in college. So look, people are listening very closely to this, Mike. You can't screw it up. My bad. The recap is that look, nice weekend. It sets me up for championship weekend. I'm I'll, pumped. I'll tell you what I feel more than anything relief. This was an exhaustive college football season. Well, it's not over. We got bowls, which oh, I know oh, you loathe oh, betting. Oh, oh. Oh, I don't know if we're going to do the batches like last year. We got to huddle up, but we, we will can, hit the big ones, right? No, we'll do them all. We okay. have to do them all for okay. the people. Oh, God, the bowl batches. Here we 40 go. 40-plus bowl games. Download Fig- today. Figuring out who's opting out. Figure, oh, God, help me. All well, right. We got to get on a taping schedule because if we do those too far in advance. We're in deep duty? Yeah. Yeah, I know. We can't drop them minutes before the but game no. either, so just make sure your, your uh, notifications are on. Nice, nice way for me to button up the college regular season and then the pros i needed just something that was net positive it had been a bad three weeks in the nfl but do you know why favorites this week favorites specifically i think they were something like 13 and 12 2 or 12 or 12, 12 and, and 4. 4 yeah i mean like that wasn't a slight win for the public and what did i text you i said 
Christmas is coming. The books aren't going to let this continue, right? You'd think not, but it's one of the best public years there's been, man. His favorites but, are killing it. But it doesn't always work this way. It can't sustain this way. You tell yourself that. Look, here's It's going to be, a, what, calling everybody's stockings. When you're doing this, you're going to have a bad day or a bad week, maybe a bad month. Like, it's in the aggregate. If you can somehow, some way, end up anywhere near 60%, look, if you do it long enough, maintaining 60% is going to be real hard. I mean, if you're 60%, you're the best better at the party, period. Yeah. Period. So, yeah, I'm proud of 61 and 44 in college. I don't give a shit what any of you people say. 38 and 37? No. I don't deserve any great shakes. I just managed not to launch myself out of a cannon. In a year where Jim is nailing it, I play underdogs. Underdogs aren't covering. At least I'm not Leonardo DiCaprio, dead, frozen Jack on a board Titanic. At least I've done something. Because, honestly, the way the NFL's gone... I feel like I, I could be a lot worse. Dude, dogs are not covering. Some of these favorites, you're like, how? How but, could but the, the best bet of the week been laying 14 points? Well, that's what I was trying to get at is, is we go to December. We still have a lot of NFL to bet. <laughs> do you start to just accept that the favorites will hit? No. Or do you feel like the books are the Grinch, they're going to ruin Christmas. If you keep betting favorites, it's going to take it away from you. I am going to stick to what I know, and to what I think will work long-term, which is if you play the game the way that I'm playing it, you will end up okay. You will. Like this week, hate to tell you, if this number keeps moving, it's where I may end up needing to be. The Saints getting four against our Lions. No one's betting the Saints at all. I see Lattimore is on the IR. Olave left with a concussion last week. I'll give you week. another one I can't make sense of. These are not plays. But yeah, yeah, like we're you're just asking, talking. Michael, how are you going to play? Why are the Titans catching one and a half from a Colts team that's playing pretty good ball? Can't Playoff ex- team as of right now, right? Right. Now, if you want a mini, a mini preview like right here, right now, it's public, but I do think it's the right side. Niners laying three in Philly. Philly, Philly's living a charmed life here. Shouldn't have beat the Chiefs with the seven drops. Had no business beating the Bills. Not at least in, not the way they no, did. No, I know. Let me find you. There's a stat on this, actually. I just saw a little impromptu. Eagles 10-1 and one are two-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Niners. Since 04, teams that are 10-1 and one or better as home dogs have gone one and two straight up and one and two against the number. Yeah, it it's rarely not a great, happens. But, but yeah. Small sample size. But, but it's but, not like they... I mean, through three games, you'd run up at the other side. Mm-hmm. So, And if you want to talk college, listen, I view championship weekend a lot like Thanksgiving. I don't think you can be afraid of betting favorites. You know, i give an example. Um, I'm not touching the Michigan game, but I can't in good conscience take Iowa under 24. Um, but if you're in the MAC, Toledo playing Miami, Ohio, Miami, Ohio's got a backup QB. Am I, would I bet Miami, Ohio getting the seven or Toledo laying it? Probably Toledo. Um, I know right here, right now, I'm going to be all over Oregon. I have a bet for you. But, okay, and I want to hear The number's moving. I was going to say, does there reach a point where it was six and a half a couple weeks ago, if this thing gets ten and a half or more, I'd be out. Yeah. So we'd have to talk. I think the interesting one is Texas laying 14. Do you buy this theory? And we'll do a deeper dive into this later in the week. Texas needs to put up a number. If... 
if Florida State, if the committee is having a conversation about Florida State, Texas went out and beat Tech 57 to 7. They know if they have this close, non impressive game, it hurts their conversation in that room. But if they go out, let's say they beat Oklahoma State 48 14. They put up a number. And they could. And you look at Florida State barely escaping against Louisville. If Louisville loses, if Louisville beats them, Florida State's out. Yeah. My point is, I think Texas, that number is indicative. They know. Do you think they need style points? Yes. Well, it comes down to a couple key questions. One, is Florida State in if they're undefeated? And I, I know, don't you, know. And I, you and I disagree, but we don't actually know what the committee's going to do. I don't do. know. I admit if it. If you feel like the committee is going to keep them out, then Texas doesn't need to put up style points. But if you feel like the committee's going to put them in regardless, then I don't think it matters for Texas. I think if you're Texas, the only thing you can control is the 60 minutes in front of you. Sure. Let's drop a bomb on these idiots. Ollie Gordon is going to get shut down and locked up, and we're going to bury this team. I'm just, I, maybe it's gambler's logic. That spread is indicative. That they know they need to run it up. In their mind, in their locker sure. room. So a little bit of an advanced preview. Okay. So just, just some fun things for you. I don't have any takes on totals. I'll probably spite that Florida State because they don't belong in, my opinion, not Jim's, and away we go. Anything else? Uh, I think we're good. No, you said you had a question for me. It was a would you rather, either yeah. or. You ready? Yeah. I was looking at Heisman odds. Oh, boy. I, no, I want to know what you like more. And we never do stuff like this. Just work with me. Time of taping. Would you rather bet Oregon minus the nine, minus 110, or Bo Nix to win the Heisman Minus 150. Now think about this. Mm-hmm. Do you believe Oregon beats Washington? Yes. Okay. But the number is what hurts your confidence. Correct. So the minus 110, not as great of a value. Yeah, like what's Oregon money line? Certainly not as, not as juicy as minus 150. Well, neither is juicy, but I wanted to find you something because here's the thing. I think Bo Nix's odds of Here winning the Heisman. Minus, minus 360 for the Ducks to just win the game. Just, right. Right. So, but if they win the game, likely Bo Nix wins the Heisman. The better Bang. bet straight up, even if, I, we don't give out minus 150s, but I think that's but here's the, the answer to your question. For the people that aren't holding a Bo Nix plus 1800 ticket like a certain somebody, <laughs> which we gave out on this show. Well, the other thing we gave out, I don't know if you realize, is a couple weeks ago, Oregon to win the Pac 12 was minus 120. Correct. Sitting on that too. Might as well. Uh, now it's three times. You got to give up three times that to win it. Quack. To say I'm all in on the Ducks this weekend would be an understatement. <laughs> I have the Texas Matrix is on the line. The Georgia Matrix is on the line. Oregon, Oregon. to win the Pac-12 is on the line, and a Bo Nix ticket. What could go wrong? Everything. <laughs> uh, my point is, do you indulge Bo Nix minus one fifty? I don't bet minus one fifties. But do you believe he's winning Heisman? Yes. Would it help? Is there you? any world where he doesn't? If they lose the game, is it everybody's See, been talking? You saw him in person, Daniels. The problem with Jaden Daniels is he's got like 13 touchdowns against Grambling and Georgia State. A lot of Heisman voters, the Blue Hairs, are going to be upset. Well, he, they're allowing him to run it up. And the reality is. His and what's team, his Heisman moment? I know that's stupid and cliche, but yeah, that has got, been part of this. His team's got three losses. Yeah. Now, he's on my ballot. Sure, he should be. Bo Nick's your Heisman winner. If it's not Nix, though, 
Is it Daniels or is there a world where Penix has like a six TD day and wins the Heisman? But we just got done talking about it. That ain't gonna happen. Oh, I know. I'm just well, it could happen. So would you go out of character and put a several units on Bo Nix to win the Heisman? I wouldn't. Okay. I don't but know. But I like where your head's at. It's I'm a fun just, question. I wanted to present it to you because sometimes minus 150 is actually. Value. value. Well, that's the thing people don't realize. It's, is it's relative. It's what it should be versus what it is. Right. If if Bo Nix is as big a lock as you feel they are, and maybe some people have already said, hey, this guy's the Heisman Trophy winner, it should be minus 250, yeah. 350. It's not. So is there value if you're getting a better number? Sure, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you'd have to go, what? Let me just do some quick math here. But like, uh, bit a bit but a boop yeah, I mean, you'd have to go how many what what would you have to bet to make it worth your while in your mind? You'd have to bet what? Six units to win four? Yeah. What about player props? We'll do this later in the week, but why don't you just bet Bo Nix to have a big day? Is that I don't, the same no, thing see, as winning see, the Heisman? I don't want to do none of that. I just think Bo Nix has to go out and not throw four interceptions. I think Bo Nix has to go out of a solid game, maybe two touchdowns, hand it off to Bucky Irving a few times. Win the game, do your job, win Heisman. How about this? Both guys totals over 300 passing yards. Nick's yeah, I'm not betting that. And touchdowns, both are set at two and a half, but Nix is juiced at minus 130 to throw three or more touchdowns. Right. You're not doing that. I think the safer bet is just to win the Heisman. To win the Heisman. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to present it to people because, look, if you didn't get in on the plus 1800 party, that's fine. I still think when I look at this, like, all right, Oregon's favored by, call it 10. What's the better bet there? Minus him to win the Heisman. Right, minus 110 to be sweating up no, 17 no, late? No. Or do we view Bo Nix as going to win the Heisman? If they win the game, he wins the Heisman. And here's the other thing I tell you. If he wins that game, he'll go to minus 400, minus 500. Yeah, yeah it's done. So do, do you want to get, get in? I get what you're saying. Do you want to get in? I, no. Do you want to jump I'm, in the baby pool? I'm good. What if but you, I like the service you're providing damn, to the listeners. I really Can thought, I respect you while not making the bet? Yeah, that's the other thing. I was thinking about this. The first weekend I was gone, I had bets in, but you talked me out of UCLA, you talked me out of a couple other games, and I found myself going, when I get back here, I'm just going to make my place. I'm not going to get bullied into stuff. I feel like my record would be better if but I wasn't the, bullied into no, stuff. No, because the bully corners worked out. I have. De- I bet you if we go back in the notes, you have a winning record with the bully. With the and bullies. you have the winning record with the friendship total. Well, I'm not... I'm not I'll put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Fr- we'll still do the totals. We got to have one this week, though. So start mapping it out. We'll start a, total? a friendship total for championship weekend. Um, you don't have to give it now, Mike. Don't, don't come let me people look. wait. A little, little uh, suspense. It, I'm, I'm just seeing if I have any initial read. I'm not even going to share it. Hold on. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, man. I don't know if I have the guts for it. All right. I won't, I won't share it. But I've got an under I was thinking about. I'm going to guess it off, off Mike. I don't want to give it away. Go ahead. No, I don't give it away. Okay, don't give it away. All right, what else for Tailgate Tuesday? Food. Do you have a food that you'd like to talk about? I brought up steaks. Do you want to save that? you want to do something else? Let me ask you a question. Since we're at Championship Week, we do have the Christmas episode coming up. We did a little bit of food on Thanksgiving. Yeah, we did quite a we bit. We did a little bit of food with your vacation. Yes. And we had one person hyper upset that we do food. How dare we? Even though it's a free pod and you can fully <laughs> fast forward and not have to listen to that. Um, maybe we don't do a food this week. Just, just relax. Okay. And what I want to do then though, is we got to holiday it up the rest of uh, the way here. 
because we'll get to December next week. 100%. Christmas food, Christmas, all of it. We got the Christmas special oh, coming there's up. No, there's yeah. no stress there. Uh, I'm also, I've commissioned my wife to bring you guys some of the uh, cookies she has made. Ooh. Uh, she, she has knocked these out of the park, and I have told her, uh, with love, I need you to get these out of this house. Mm. I'm not allowed, I don't want them here. I don't even want to look at them. I don't even want to be able to grab half of a cookie. Like, I don't want it. But, man, you guys are going to love these. They're espresso chocolate chunk cookies. Remarkable. Like big chunks? Like bricks. Beautiful. Bricks. Bricks. As the kids say, bricked up. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but okay. What the hell does bricked up mean? It's not. It's. What's bricked up mean? It wouldn't be applicable here. I was just making a joke. Well, what does it mean? It would be like what Tucker was doing in his spare time. <laughs> More Urban Dictionary with Mike on the next episode of Cash the Ticket. Rate, review, subscribe. Oh get to the YouTube channel. Watch yes. the clips that Evan puts get out. Get to the YouTube channel. Get all bricked up for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, if Bo Nix wins the Heisman, I'll be all bricked up. <laughs> get bricked. <laughs> That's the pod. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>